0: Afternoon. Afternoon, mate. How are you doing? Good. I understand that um, you'd like to talk about racism.
1: Yes. We're hearing a lot about people that are being subject to racist abuse. Okay. And it occurred to me that whenever I hear that word, I always think about people, other people, Mm. poor people, how difficult it must be to live. Um, and have to suffer intolerable racist abuse. Sure. And I realised that I have suffered quite a lot of racist abuse. Have you? Yeah. I just never thought about it as such. I I don't really think of myself as someone who's um, endured racism, but, I mean, let's just see if it qualifies.
0: As racist abuse? Well,
1: let's have a little... I'll tell you what happened, and you can tell me whether I'm a a victim. Not
0: not general everyday abuse, which is fine. Look, more racist abuse.
1: Yeah. Look, I've been...
0: Be abused by you yeah, but never yeah. racist <laughs> no no don't not, not you. racist abuse
1: <laughs> um, I've, I've had eggs thrown at me
0: I've never thrown an egg at you just, just, just <laughs> no I don't think I, it,
1: it was you uh, I I've, I've was been it. called a packy a packy bastard go back home fuck you've off back to your country you've been called a packy bastard
0: yeah yeah I, yeah
1: all right. um, go back home fuck off to your own country you know that sort of stuff. But I'll tell you what really got me. You've had the
0: full spectrum
1: then. You've yeah. Had, you've had the whole yeah, but just don't, you've, I, don't, I don't consider it racism. Or just, it's just life. Growing up, this is what happened, you know? And it's, I didn't realise that this is what... I've heard of racism and I've always thought those people that have suffered racist abuse, I've always felt really strong. Oh, it must be horrible having to suffer that way. And I realised <laughs> that they're talking about those experiences that I've been through. And I just thought that was quite interesting, because I've always seen it as a third person, if that makes sense. Um, but it's not
0: a third person, it's my person, my own personal experience. And You weren't really consciously aware this had happened to you? I don't... It I didn't don't, register with you?
1: No, I don't think it does. I think when you've grown up with that, because I've always been brown. Let me just think... Oh, about, have you really? Yeah, I've always been brown. You,
0: you haven't changed. No, I've always like been brown. I'm, I'm really? pretty
1: sure. I remember when I was born, I was brown. At school, I was brown. And so... The, what comes with being brown is what comes with you for the whole of your life and it just becomes your life Okay. and I think that the reality of the figure on the stats of racism is that it's a dark figure I reckon it's a lot higher than people that are recording the stats can perceive because I think for a lot of people, including myself we just don't know that it's racist, racist that you're being treated in a racist way
0: does that make sense? it, it, it does make sense it does make sense the only time that I recollect sort of feeling uneasy about racism, right, and we've grown up in the East End, it was a time when we went to play football against Eton. Okay. You play football against Eton. Yeah, we, our school went to play football against Eton. Eton is
1: like the like the establishment, effectively, isn't it? Like, like how many prime ministers have gone through Eton? I think yeah. the last couple at least. Yeah, Boris is out of Eton, and I think the guy before him as
0: well. He was out of Eton. Cameron, well. yeah. yeah. Yeah, go on, carry on. Yeah, and and now that I'm I, now that you bring it up, I think that's the oh, we went to play football against them, and um, that's the only time I ever remember feeling uneasy because of my racial background. And now that I think about that, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> Why? Because, <laughs> I mean, if that's where really the establishment is coming out of, that's not where you should feel uneasy about your race.
1: I see what you're saying. And what way was it that you was made to feel uneasy based on race at Eton, of all places? I'd be very interested to hear. I,
0: can't, I think we were playing, and I think someone said something to me, and, and, and there, was, there was sort of, there was a a weird air of racism. I think things were said, and and it, it, was, it was it was it was it was it was really quite eerie and uneasy. I
1: can sort of understand. That's actually quite interesting. We're we're in, in East Town right now. We're around the corner from Barking, which is where the National Front had their headquarters in the seventies. I understand, right? And that sort of in your face, packy you bastard, go home. That's not really as um, inward sinking. As that sort of indirect subconscious racism that you're talking about?
0: No, it, it wasn't subconscious. It was, it was it was pretty overt. It was there. Things were said. Okay, I think they were said in. I mean, if someone says something to you in East London, you, know, you can deal with it. It, it was different. I, I was very much outside my comfort zone. One of my teachers, one of my martial arts
1: teachers, lives in a in a village called Nairspray. Um And it's like a, it's like. The whitest place in Yorkshire you'll ever find. Everything there is white, except of course um, the corner shops. Um, but I'm there, and the these these guys are standing on the corner of the street, and I was walk past. He goes to be Bin Laden. Now, of course, my name is not Bin Laden. I'll no, have yeah. you know. And obviously none of that, none of that. Nervous. And he's dead. And, he, and he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Get your facts right. Um, and and they go Bin Laden. And so I stop, and there's these three guys standing on the corner outside the pub. So I go over to them. And I said, which one of you called me Bin Laden? And one of them goes, it wasn't me, it was that guy. And I said to that other guy, he's just sold you out. What are you going to do about that? Do you want to say it again? And he, he, was, completely, he was completely quiet. And, and I realised that these people were cowards. And I said, if you want to go further, we can go further. And they weren't willing. Um, but, it, but what was really interesting was that when they called me Bin Laden, there was no thought about how that would make me feel. What's even more interesting was that I wasn't phased by what they said because it's become part and parcel of day-to-day life and I thought that was really interesting. I think racism is so embedded in British culture that both the racist and the racist victim both have been desensitised and that's a real shame that, that children can be called a paki and it not affect them. I'm not sure whether it's better or worse that they're not affected.
0: Does that still happen in schools? Do people?
1: Does that happen? I don't know, but it happens to me. I, You're I, not school anymore, mate. No, it happens to me outside of school. I should imagine that the playgrounds aren't any better than they were twenty odd years ago, right? Ah,
0: oh, I see your point.
1: <laughs> I was in central. There's a there's a free kitchen which we help out of uh, SWAT. Shout out to Nishkam SWAT that that feed the homeless uh, pretty much every day of the week in central London, and we sort of have a responsibility to help out on a Tuesday night where we we make, we make some pasta, and I was up there. And we were feeding. The, we, were, we were set up in Trafalgar Square um, um, on the Strand. Sorry, and we are feeding the homeless. And this guy comes up to me, and uh, and he I don't I can't remember exactly what the insult was. It was you, packy bastard, or something like this.
0: And you, you, you
1: get a lot of that, don't you? I, it's
0: a popular one for you, uh,
1: packy bastard. I can't remember exactly what he said. Um, and I let it go, let it go, let it go. Then he took some of the food which we were feeding that with, feeding the homeless with, um, and he puts it in his mouth. And for some reason, so he spits she... it back out into his hand. Oh, gosh. And he goes, I'm going to throw this in your beard. And at that point, I said, if you do that, I will knock you the... F- I will, I will... If you do that, it won't be very nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he, he proceeds to then put the food back in his mouth, and, and, which is where it should be, and he swallows it. But, but going back to the point... So nothing, nothing came of it? You'll, you'll be surprised. Most racist people that chant non-chalant racist abuse... Uh, when challenged in that moment i think most of them just back down because just as the words are empty uh, they're just painful to have to hear but they're just empty in terms of substance there's no valid reason to abuse someone because of the color of their skin Mm. so too are the people that are them empty and um I, i it's interesting actually every person that's been racist to me that i've challenged has been empty of any real substance there's no courage there and nor should there be really uh, courage comes from a place of truth and love. And if you're talking vile abuse, I would hope that there should be emptiness within those people that are saying these things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but the, the point I would make is that up until now, this matter was George Floyd. I never considered my own ex- circumstances and looked inwardly as to my own experiences with, with racist abuse. And I realised, actually, it's quite right. I can give you a number of occasions where I've been racially abused, nigh on violently racially, racially abused. And I've never thought to complain, never thought to go to the police. Just, my dad always said to me, crack on. You know it's an unfair playing field. You've just got to be better than the guy next to you. Mm. And, and I don't look forward to having that conversation with my daughter and saying to her, listen, this is the way the world is. Yeah, Don't complain about it. Just do better. Be better than everybody else because you're no. going to need to be. And that seems to be the world that she's going to go to work in um, unless things significantly change. Fair play.
0: Um, Really sad to hear what you said about Eton though. I wouldn't have thought you'd experience it at that place. Ah, To be honest, it sort of just came up in conversation. It's one of those things that I've never really thought about since. (sighs) I think I shall take your leave. Good evening. I bid you farewell.